Welcome to Join Our Table, a meal support podcast for eating disorder recovery. We are your hosts, Jose Savinsky and Jillian Walsh. We're Canadian dietitians supporting those with eating disorders to re-nourish their bodies and reject diet culture. Join us as we provide light distractions, grounding tools, and resources to help you navigate mealtime. Welcome to our table. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode five, and we are back for another meal episode. Um, This is Jose, and as always, I'm here with my colleague, Jill. Hi, Jill. Hi. How's it going? It is going wonderfully. It's been an exciting week. It has been, and we will get into why it's been an exciting week um, in our main dish segment, but uh, perhaps we should start with the beginning and start with our appetizer segment. That sounds Sounds like a plan. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) All right, everyone. So if this is your first time listening to us, um, we, in our meal episodes, we go through three segments. Our first segment is our appetizer segment. And that is where we go through a grounding activity. And a grounding activity or a grounding tool or a grounding technique is there to help you reduce or decrease your distress or your anxiety so that you can start your meal, you know, feeling a little bit more grounded, a little bit more calm. And this week, we wanted to share a grounding tool um, that we're essentially just calling Shake It Out. (laughs) Um, But really what it is, it's um, essentially dancing, right? And so, um, One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this one is because it is one of my favorite ways to ground myself. Um, In fact, it's something that I do on almost a daily basis, often between my sessions with clients. Um, And what I do is um, I will either get up or stay in my chair so you can do it in you know either position and we'll put on a song and literally just shake it out. So it's really not not a complicated concept. Um, but yeah, I'll move my arms around. I'll often like bend over and um, really shake, you know, shake my body. And often I'll do that by visualizing my distress or my uncomfortable feelings or thoughts leaving my body as I'm shaking. So kind of leaving through my extremities, right? Through my hands or the tip of my fingers. Um, And I'll do that usually for the length of a song, which is the perfect grounding tool for me between clients since I don't have a ton of time. Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing I'll do is I tend to always choose the same song as my grounding song. And this is not something that you have to do, but it's something that I personally find helpful. Um, I'll have, yeah, like a a song that will be my go-to because I find that when I'm feeling quite distressed or, you know, when my emotions are running high, it's really hard for me sometimes to be like, oh, like, what do I want to listen to right now, right? I find that can be hard for me to access um, Mm decision-making skills or tools. And so um, I like when it's kind of pre-planned and all I need to do is find it in my playlist and play it. And then, yeah. And I use, you know, the length of the song as a bit of a 
timer so I don't have to pay attention to the time and making sure that I'm not you know late for my next appointment I kind of just dance it out until the song ends um yeah I love that. No, Jose, yeah. that sounds, it already sounds so grounding. Um, and I have to say, it's not a tool that I use often, but it's something that is completely piquing my interest right now. So it's it's definitely something I would like to try in the next couple of weeks. Um, and I have to say, I'm, I am somebody who likes music. I like a lot of different genres of music. Um, and I'm wondering now, with your song that you normally go to, what sort of genre is it? So it does change. So I'll often use the same song for like a month or so, and then I'll switch it up often based on what I'm listening at the time. You know, you go mm -hmm. through new albums that come out and that sort of thing. Um, recently, it will come as no surprise that it is a Broadway song or musical theater song. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, from a musical called Six, which is um, – kind of centers around the the six wives of King Henry VIII. Okay. Um, it's a really quirky, fun musical. And a lot of the songs are like really upbeat and really empowering because the whole narrative is around like those wives taking back their power. It's a very feminist uh, musical, which is fun. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I like finding songs that are pretty empowering and have that kind of message so that I can also absorb that as I'm shaking it out. So yeah, that that's awesome. been, mm -hmm, that's kind of been my, my go-to. Cool. Yeah. Well, that is a wonderful um, grounding activity. Right now, I don't know, do we want to give folks a little bit of time to perhaps shake it out? Um, maybe press pause, take a few minutes and come back. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Perhaps if you think that um, that would be useful before we get started with our meal, um, press pause, play your favorite upbeat song, right? And shake mm -hmm. it out for a few minutes um, and then you can make our way back to us. Perfect. Well, that would be a great time to pause right around here. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> we will assume that you're coming back, you know, in a few minutes, but to us, it's going to be just a couple of seconds. Um, and we will take it into the main dish segment now. Um, so folks who are new to us, this is where we will dish on whatever comes up. Um, you could be getting anything. Really, it is about creating light distraction. Um, so that perhaps we can draw your attention away from the loud eating disorder voice um, while you're consuming a meal. So we will um, provide some cues around timing. We do recommend taking around 30 minutes um, for a meal. So what we will do is say, hey, this is a great time to start, um, you know, with the first few bites. And then throughout the segment, we will give um, a halfway point like cue. And then when we get closer to the end, um, a five minute cue and then a finish up cue. So that is um, where we will be headed next. Yes. And before we encourage folks to take their first few bites, um, Jill, do you want to remind folks perhaps how to set up their space? So now that they've danced it out and that yes. um, they're ready to sit down and have their meal, um, yeah, what should folks be considering as they you know, set up their space and um, get ready? Yes. Um, so really, when we're talking about setting up our space, um, I always encourage folks to sit um, in a position where we're able to have our back supported by a chair and our feet 
firmly planted on the floor. Um, this tends to work quite well at a dinner table or a kitchen table. Um, so if you do have that in your environment and that's available to you, that would be a wonderful place to get planted and get grounded now. Um, and then the other piece is, is that if you're listening to us in headphones or on speaker, um, either way, it's really about keeping us close and um, being able to fully engage in the eating as well as listening to the podcast as you go. Yeah, exactly. And now is also a good time to run to the washroom if you need to. Um, yeah, use the washroom now so that hopefully you won't need to go back into the washroom for the next probably hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully that can help interrupt some symptoms as well if that if the washroom is generally a place that is triggering for you. So yeah, on that note, I we think should. now's a good time for folks to have their first few bites. Yes, everyone, please. <laughs> um, this is a great time to get started. So I will keep an eye on the clock going forward and I will help, um, you know, with pacing as the time passes. And in the meantime, Jose and I will work on distracting. So we have (laughs) lots to catch up on um, as it is launch week. So this is the week that the podcast went live. How are you feeling, Jose? I'm feeling so excited. It's also a little strange. Like there's part of me that feels a little weird about Mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, we're fully out there and folks can now find find this podcast and listen to our voices. Um, yeah, it's a weird thing to wrap my head around, but I'm mostly really excited and proud of the work that we've done so far. Um, and I think, you know, it's only been a few days mm-hmm. <laughs> since we've released the podcast, but so far the feedback that we've gotten from colleagues and um, you know, even our our loved ones that we've shared it with, right, has been really positive. And so I think that has given me a little bit of a boost. It's no longer, you know, the secret between just you and I, the whole world now has access to it too. I say the whole world, probably like a select few that have actually (laughs) accessed it, (laughs) but still. (laughs) But it's still, it's open access, you know, who knows? We might go viral. Who Um, knows? (laughs) It's it's a very exciting time for us. Um, for sure but yeah no for listeners um we have to say thank you so much for all your support this week um it has been jose has said it the best um this is work that doesn't feel like work we have been really enjoying ourselves um i think it is something that we feel is sustainable um it's something that we feel is useful for our communities um and we would not have been able to do it without all of your support and um you know the encouragement that we've received so we really really appreciate that big thank you um extra big thank you for all the folks that have gone and downloaded all the podcast um, platforms and subscribed and downloaded on all of them Um, and we found out this evening that Apple has finally released or approved and released. So they were the last platform we were waiting for. Um, so we are now, you know, we're out there. Folks can find us pretty well anywhere. So that is, it's cool. We did a thing. We did a thing. We did a, uh, you know, I was going to say a hard thing. I mean, it wasn't, it was fun, Mm -hmm. right? But it certainly required still some work and energy and planning. And um, yeah, I think the biggest piece is, you know, for anyone who's wondering, we're 
we are essentially a two-person team, right? We do have some wonderful dietetic interns that have been helping us with um, some of our social media. Um, but otherwise, it's just you and I doing everything. And yeah. so we've had to develop skills that we did not did not have going into this. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, the tech skills that have <laughs> we've needed to acquire um, mm -hmm. were, you know, they even surpassed what I thought they would be. So, um, you know, big yay to us. We figured out how to edit and how yeah. to trim and join different pieces. I mean, it's, it's a whole different world out there. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't say that we learned this in school. Um, but it's cool. Oh, no. We're, you know, <laughs> we're growing and we're moving with the times and it's, it's a really cool way to connect, um, with our audience. So whether or not it's folks that work, um, with the eating disorder population, whether or not it's folks that access our services or that are living with an eating disorder, it's been really cool, um, to just be able to connect with you in a really authentic way. So I have to say pretty cool Absolutely. thing. Yes. Yeah, it's been so fun. And I think for me, it's really reinforced to how we can be creative in what it means to be a dietitian, mm -hmm. right? Or what it means to be, um, you know, someone working with folks with eating disorders. Um, while a lot of our work is supporting folks one-on-one, -on -one, that it doesn't stop there, right? There's so many other ways that we can provide support. And um, yeah. And so, I think this is a really cool kind of creative way to be a dietitian. And mm -hmm. I think if it if it wasn't for these kinds of creative ways to be a dietitian, right, I likely would not be a dietitian anymore. That is my not so secret secret that I'm going to share with the world. <laughs> yes. No, I hear you. And yeah. to be honest, I mean, I don't know without the global pandemic if we would, if our paths would have ended up here, I'm not sure, yeah. you know, so that's I, true. I yeah. do feel like this is quite the silver lining to come out of the mm -hmm. pandemic. Um, because yeah, like, I mean, maybe it would have come up, but I don't know if it would have come up in 2020 and yeah. I don't know if it would have come up in this way. So mm -hmm. that's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So there we go. So that's been our exciting week. I know that it was on my mind all day during launch day. Um, I and we had a like a quite a bit of interaction on our Instagram page mm -hmm. on that day, and of course, you know, friends and family reaching out and saying congrats, and you know, we listened and it was great. Um, and yeah, so even though I actually had, had to work yesterday, yeah. surprise, surprise, life doesn't <laughs> stop because it's your podcast launch day. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it was on my mind all day, just how excited I was. And yeah, it was a nice, a nice feeling. Yes, it's pretty cool. It was actually funny um, that it was a client today that told us or that told me that it had gone live on Apple. That's and amazing. I, I had no idea. I was like, oh, no way. And they said, yes, I've rated, I've subscribed. <laughs> I was like, wonderful. That's and then amazing. that's that was when I started to reach out, you know, after we finished um, our session was reaching out to Jose and saying, hey, like, it, this is the big one. This is the one we've been mm -hmm. waiting on. So mm -hmm. it's cool. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a longer process for mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts. So yeah, mm -hmm. we were waiting. <laughs> so Jose, we shall yeah. digress. Um, Absolutely. Tell me how you're feeling about September. The last time we recorded, it was summer. 
I mean, I guess I it's know. Still summer. But. Yeah, I mean, on paper, it's still summer, but mm-hmm. we all know that September automatically comes with like those fall vibes, at least, you know, in the what is it, northern hemisphere? So the the top part of the world. Yeah, <laughs> People who are, are going into fall and winter. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I'm actually feeling really good about it. Um, I'm not someone who I think we mentioned this in one of our previous conversations. We're not the biggest fans of summer. And Mm so I'm actually always excited when September rolls around um, because fall is my favorite season. I love, you know, just needing a light jacket kind Mm -hmm. of weather. That's always the best. And then where we live in the world, there's also like fall is so beautiful, right? With all of the fall colors. And I'm, I'm slowly starting to see the colors change, like just the, you know, tips of, of trees, um, starting with the reds and, and it always gets me so excited. I recently bought my favorite fall tea, um, and I am actually drinking it as we record this for mm. the first time this fall. What and is it, it? So it's a pumpkin chai tea. Oh, nice. Yes. Yes. And it is, it to me, it just, it tastes like fall, right? So I took one sip and I was like, yes, yes, that's what <laughs> I was looking for. Um, and I was very excited. So <laughs> that's amazing. Now tell me where you are. Is it not yeah. still really warm? Um, not really warm okay. I would say yeah I know it's gone into like the low 20s okay um starting to midday cool yeah and then the nights are definitely cooler and the mornings are cooler um the evening so it, you know it gets a little bit warmer in the afternoon but otherwise it's definitely getting cool I've mm-hmm. started to adopt you know wearing pants again as opposed okay. to um shorts and and dresses and that sort of thing mm-hmm. um so yeah no, I hear you. I hear you. This is also my favorite, favorite season. Um, yeah. And I have to say, it is definitely a longer season in Ontario than uh, my hometown of St. John's, Newfoundland. So mm-hmm. I find um, just we have a longer time to kind of get used to it, to ease into it, and to enjoy it in Ontario um, before we kind of like mosey into the winter. So I, I really do appreciate that. And like you, like, I mean, in Newfoundland, I didn't even own a fall jacket. It was, I just very quickly went into a winter jacket. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's cool to be able to, you know, grab your your tea, put on a fall jacket, go walk through the leaves. Um, And I just, there's something about the smell of fall. It gets me every time. Yeah, absolutely. I I absolutely love, love fall. Actually, um, one of the one of the tools that I've learned in the past that is another another grounding tool, but perhaps we'll reiterate this in another episode, mm-hmm. um, is this idea of kind of visually bringing yourself to a happy place. Um, and I actually have a sticky note on my computer screen that says "fall leaves" because oh, that, that is my yeah, that's my happy place, and it's a reminder, you know, when I'm feeling. Um, yeah, a little distressed or not myself or, you know, feeling off um, Mm -hmm. that I can close my eyes and imagine myself walking through, you know, a nice walking trail and all of the trees around me are like multicolored and I can feel the crunch under my, under my feet. um, And I can hear, 
yeah, you know, the wind in the in the trees and in the leaves, and that is like will automatically bring my anxiety down by a notch. Um, yeah. So we are definitely getting into my favorite season. I think about it all year. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Now, folks, um, we are just over 10 minutes into the meal, so about a third of the way. Um, now is a really good time to gauge that you're at least probably halfway through an entree. That tends to help us get through our meal on time. Absolutely. But no, yeah. I hear you, Jose. I mean, there's something about that crunch underneath your feet, mm-hmm. those leaves. Um, I just love it. I There was a trail that I used to love to walk when I lived in British Columbia. Um, mm-hmm. And it followed one of the rivers. And it was it was just the perfect place. There were so many, like, maple trees. So all the leaves would fall on the trail. And then you'd have the, the river, the stream just kind of passing by. It was... Definitely one of my happy places. You're kind of bringing me back there now, now that you mentioned it. (laughs) And don't you feel calmer? I do. Just thinking about it? Yes. No. And just being able to smell the fall air. Like I have a window just slightly open. And even that I find is just so calming to me. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a very – it's exciting. And I can also understand why this time of year – would be not so exciting for folks too, right? Because it is a change and often is, you know, back to school or, um, yeah, even when you're working, there's something about September that feels like a new start, even though you're work, you know, even if you've been working all summer. Mm -hmm. Um, And so changes aren't always easy, right? Even if they're positive changes that can still come with anxiety and stress. And so I do want to send a lot of love to people who, may not love this time of year, right? And who mm-hmm. may be struggling. And that is completely legitimate as well. So for sure. Yeah. And I think there's an extra element this year, you know, versus other years, because not only are folks going back to school, um, you know, folks might not have been in school for the past six months. So it's definitely, mm-hmm. it's, it's a uncharted territory. So lots and lots of courage is happening around the world right now. And kudos to everyone. I think it's, it's not it's not the easiest time and yet we are doing it. So that's, that's something that it's good to just brought to bring attention to, I think. And Mm -hmm. folks are doing the hard thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's that. And I would, I'll also name that one of the reasons that I love fall is because my birthday is in the fall. (laughs) And so um, there's always been that, association as well yes, right and sure. I I actually share my birthday with my dad and so it it's always been a really yeah a special time in terms of celebrating both of our birthdays and so yeah there's all sorts of lovely things about the fall that uh, I get really excited about so mm-hmm. and then yeah. when when you think of fall kind of transitioning to winter mm-hmm. what month does that happen in your in your mind well, <laughs> so um, it depends on the year. Uh, usually I'm thinking kind of end of November mm-hmm. is generally when, you know, we growing up at least we would start getting snow and everything. Although last year it was more like mid-November and that was very insulting. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Mother Nature? How dare you? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but usually I think kind of end of November. But that said, where I grew up, I it was not uncommon for us to have snow on Halloween 
right? Right. Um, right. Yeah. And so it changes every year. Usually if we have snow, you know, on Halloween, it's not staying. Like it it will melt mm-hmm. and it's not accumulating, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of temporarily there and then it gets warmer again for a few days. And um, But it has happened. It was quite cute as a child, you know, putting your Halloween costume on top of your winter coat. Oh, yeah. Um, to go door to door. That was my door. childhood too. <laughs> I was going to say, I imagine you had a similar experience. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I always felt really jealous of kids that lived in warmer parts of the world where, you know, they didn't have to have gloves and hats and winter coats mm-hmm. to go door to door. It really, I I think that's why I've never actually been a huge fan of Halloween is mm-hmm. because I have those like negative associations to it of coming home freezing, right? Because yeah. it was so cold um, and really uncomfortable and, you know, my feet are wet and blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I hear you. So folks, we are halfway through um, the meal. So now is a good time to gauge where you are. You should be, you know, probably three quarters, if not more, through the entree. And we've got another 15 minutes to go. And so Jose, as we talk about Halloween, this is my son's first Halloween. Ah. Um, which I feel like, you know, there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I bet. In terms yeah. of, you know, what do we what do we choose as a Halloween costume? Um, and I feel like this is probably the only year where you can't like line up different options and say which one. You know, we have right, like we right. have a hundred percent of the decision to make. Um, so we have a few options that we've seen around. We haven't purchased anything yet. Um, but one was an avocado. Oh my goodness, that is adorable. <laughs> Which I thought was super cute. Um, and it kind of, to me, I thought, and actually it was my my partner and my spouse that had pointed it out first, um, was that our, our um, like birth, nah, I guess pregnancy announcement, not birth announcement, um, but mm-hmm. the pregnancy mm-hmm. announcement was like this little cross stitch that I did and it was two avocado, well, it was a, it was a, two half avocados and then one was like it had the pit so that was like the little baby and it had the baby yes. face on the pit yeah so I we that. thought like hey that would be full circle that might be pretty mm-hmm. cool so that's one option um and then there's you know the the less um I guess, like food related ones. So like more of the ones that would be kind of like trademarked. So um, superheroes um, mm-hmm. or like a TV show, you know, there's lots of kids TV shows these days. So more right. ones that are like branded, um, which is less kind of up my alley. I, I kind of, mm-hmm. I'm looking more, you know, something that's a little bit, hmm, probably maybe more, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe wholesome or less yeah. industry driven. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big fan of the avocado, but we'll see what, what comes, what comes out of it. We haven't committed to anything yet. So mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm loving the idea of the avocado as well. And I'm picturing baby tea as an avocado and I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. Well, I just thought it was adorable yeah. because it had these striped tights. Um, so like not only is it the avocado, but you get these like green and yellow striped tights. So oh. the legs come out from underneath and then it's like almost like a plush costume. So it's mm-hmm. it has like um, like almost like a rounded pit. So it comes out, but then the hood comes up over the baby's head. Oh. I, I thought it was super cute. Um, but I mean, depending on how cool it is, 
it's not something that we could put over like a snowsuit. So right, yes, <laughs> it would be an indoor indoor costume. Yes, exactly. And I mean, I don't know that we'll be going to any indoor Halloween parties this year, so mm-hmm. we have to be strategic. That's that's a very good point. It's funny actually. Now that you say that, I'm remembering a photo um, of myself and my brother. We I can't remember what my brother was. I think he might have been like a vampire or something. But I was a princess. Um, but because it was so cold out and it had started snowing, I had like a full on snowsuit on over the costume, mm-hmm. and then I had like my wand and a tiara or something that made me look like this fairy princess. And it's right. it's just so funny to look back and yeah. be like, oh my goodness, like it was a full on snowstorm. Mm -hmm. um and yep (laughs) that's just it just puts a different spin on things for sure I was gonna say like whoever decided that we were gonna do Halloween at the end of October Mm -hmm. was not thinking about us Canadian folks who (laughs) have to go in the snow (laughs) yes in our snow boots and the wind and the hail and all Mm -hmm. that all the rest that comes with it yeah yeah so folks um we've got about 10 minutes left um just as a little bit of a time cue and I'll let you know in about five minutes when we've got five minutes left as well I do have a question for you that Mm -hmm. is Halloween related Mm -hmm. um and I'm realizing now, I don't think we've talked about Longbottom yet mm. on the podcast. We may not have. Yeah, I'm trying to think back. I don't think Longbottom has come up. And no. I'm going to bring her into our conversation from the Halloween lens and ask, have you ever put a costume on Longbottom? And perhaps you should explain who Longbottom, Longbottom is. is. <laughs> yes. So we will start there. Um, yes. Because if not, folks are really losing touch in what we're talking about. Yes. Yes. Um, so we have a two-year-old corgi and her name is Longbottom, which is a very obvious nod to Harry Potter. Um And folks then assume that, you know, it's after Neville Longbottom, which, I mean, to be honest, we just liked the name Longbottom and thought it was the Mm -hmm. perfect name for such a Longbottomed Corgi. Yeah, Um, indeed. So she is Longbottom the Corgi, and we have had her for, I believe, well, she was born November 9, 2018, so that would mean that she's only had one Halloween, right? with us I think so so yeah I think it's only been one Halloween um and we did dress her up but it wasn't necessarily a costume it Mm. was like more of like well I guess it was a costume but it wasn't one of those like full like head-to-toe costumes Mm -hmm. um and to be honest I can't remember what it was I remember (laughs) all I remember was that I had to thread her leash through like a hole in the back of the costume, but I can't think of what that costume was. Can you remember? I can't. No, I don't Hmm. remember, but I feel, I feel like you will need to go through your pictures and figure it out and send that to me because I would love to see Longbottom in a Halloween costume and maybe... We can share that to our Instagram story. Yes, we find it. (laughs) I really can't think of what it was, but see, I would have been um, pregnant at that time, and a lot of that time is just not in my brain anymore. (laughs) That is completely fair. Baby brain is an absolute real thing. So yes, Mm -hmm. I'll go back through my photos and see if I can remember what her costume was, Mm -hmm. because I remember we had Halloween treats and we 
we had her dressed up and we definitely gave out Halloween treats. So I just right. can't really think of what it was. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's mm-hmm. fair. Do you give out <laughs> Halloween treats? So last year was the first time that I was able to since I left my parents' home, mm-hmm. you know, over 10 years ago because it's the first time I've lived in a place that has like a door where kids can come knock right. and get um, get treats. And so um, – yeah. So last year was my first time. It was unfortunate because it was raining oh. like excessively in Ottawa, like not a light rain. It was pouring. Um, but a lot of kids, you know, still went out with their umbrellas, with, um, you know, their sort of like, what are those called? Like the poncho, poncho mm-hmm. yeah, type things. Um, and I made sure to give them extra, you know, extra treats when they came to the door because I really admired their bravery. Um, yeah. No, that is, that is absolutely fair. I find I'm a very early, like I I turn to bed or I turn in for the night pretty early. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So those, those folks that wait for like the 8 PM when right before I'm about to turn off the light, they, they, you know, they definitely get a nice heavy handed treat, um, a Halloween treat give out or hand out. So it's, and and then I'm like, okay, no, I'm all out of, all out of treats. So I have to turn off my light now. So (laughs) that's usually the way it goes. Yeah. 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 It was fun last year. I, I gave out, um, I had both a bowl with like candy and chocolate and that sort of thing but then I also had a bowl with um like pencils and erasers and like all Halloween themed Mm -hmm. sort of things like stickers and stuff and I would offer yeah and I would offer both um to kids and I was mostly thinking in case there were any kids that came that had allergies right Mm -hmm. um that couldn't yeah couldn't take the food um part of things and Mm so um and it turns out that like almost all the kids were totally into it. Like I would offer both and tell them like, you can grab something from both. Mm. I wouldn't make them choose, but, um, and almost all, all the kids like grabbed an eraser and I heard all sorts of little stories from the kids being like, oh, my eraser's almost done. I needed a new eraser. This is great. And it was, (laughs) it was the most adorable thing. Um, I absolutely loved it and I'm really looking forward to doing it again this year, hopefully in the sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And something that's a little bit warmer than, you know, negative temperatures Celsius. Yes. (laughs) For all of our (laughs) non-Canadian listeners. Mm -hmm. Or specifically Americans because the rest of the world is on Celsius, let's be honest here. Yeah. Thank you very much. (laughs) This is something that I did not know, so I appreciate that. Yeah, Um, folks, we're down to the final five minutes of meals. So um, it's, you know, we should be wrapping up, definitely getting over to some of those side items um, with about four and a half minutes to finish up. Yeah. And so speaking of Longbottom, how has she been doing lately with the baby? Because I know that there were some bumps in the road mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of her adapting to having a human sibling. Um, so yeah, how is she doing lately? How is she adapting? Yeah, about that. I don't <laughs> quite know. I th- it's really hard to pinpoint what the biggest um like changes or maybe 
issues have been um, because everything happened at the same time. So, mm. you know, we had ABT, then the world shut down for the global pandemic. Um, yeah. And then in terms of her like chronological age, she's also getting into that adolescent phase, right. which they warn you is, you know, there can be a lot of like behavioral issues or temperament changes. Um, so it's been quite the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting because while, while I was pregnant, she did not leave my side. Um, you know, she would cuddle up with me anytime that I was resting. She was always there at the end, um, like towards the end of the pregnancy, she wouldn't even like beg to go for a walk. She was like, nope, mom's not walking me. I'm okay. Like, I'm just going to snuggle up here because I know that that's what, that's what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, she kind of was like, hmm, like the house smells a little different. There's this little thing over in the corner, but it doesn't really do much. So she didn't really pay too much attention. Um, mm-hmm. But now that he is like animated and cooing and laughing mm-hmm. um, and moving a lot more. So definitely like not quite crawling, but definitely like grabbing and reaching. Mm-hmm. Now she's starting to be like, "Mm, okay, so I do have to interact with this thing over here. Um, But she's still not – I can't say that she's overly, like, impressed. She seems like she's more interested in um, the disposal of his food. So when he's done with his food, she's just – she's ready. She's ready and waiting (laughs) right Um, there's like no such thing. We don't need a mop. We don't need a broom. We need nothing. She is just right. every last drop of whatever is spilt or thrown over the side. Um, so I, she definitely appreciates that piece. Yeah. Um, what a smart dog. Oh, she's brilliant <laughs> that way. But I can't say I'm not seeing that like, you know, dog is a is a boy's best friend. Right. Yet. I'm definitely not seeing that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Time will tell. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that a lot of it is more so the like the major changes in terms of like, yep, she's now an adolescent. Um, she's trying to adapt with my husband working from home and now we're always mm-hmm. home where she used to have a lot of space to kind of like do her own thing and rest. Um, and I think everyone's sleep is broken, which she isn't quite used yeah. to. So definitely a lot of adjustments, um, but stay tuned. I'll let you know in like – Six months, I think we'll know mm-hmm. like either way if they're going to be best friends or if they're just going to tolerate each other. So right, we right. will see. I mean, she is our first love, so we can't. You know, she is. She's she's part of the family. They've got to learn to love Absolutely. each other. Absolutely. So, but we There's will. No see. other option. No, <laughs> I, I have a feeling that once Baby T is older, um, mm-hmm. he will be able to win her over with you know snacks. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, that is that's a good call. Yeah, Yeah. that's my thinking. So time will tell. Yeah. All right, folks. So that that wraps up our 30-minute main dish segment. So we should be finished up our meal tonight or today. Um, And we hope that this was helpful and distracting for you. It's definitely – it can be a very hard time right now. So when we are trying to transition from meal support to that post-meal period, um, the eating disorder can get really loud. It can get really angry. Um, And it's helpful to name that and to make space for recognizing that that is there. Um, And you don't need to necessarily lean into that. 
So we will also be here holding space for you. Um, And we also have a takeaway resource that may be a nice pivot from our podcast um, to help distract you for another half hour or so during that post-meal period. Jose, um, while I pull up that takeaway resource, do you have anything to add? I know I would say, you know, just resonate with a lot that you just said, right? I think a lot of folks um, have expressed to me that after meals is, is an especially difficult time. And so the other thing I would name is that you can go back to the grounding tool, right? You can try to shake it out if you need to right now. Um, you can go back to any other grounding tools that you know that you've learned um, either through our podcast or through therapy or your own research. Um, and yes, definitely, you know, distractions can be can continue to be helpful at this point in time um, so that, yeah, so you can navigate the next little while. Um yeah, and so, you know, we'll be here for another few minutes as we move into our dessert segment, uh, which is, you know, the the segment of our podcast where we share a sweet takeaway resource <laughs> for you to um, further your recovery. And yeah, I think the one we have that we're going to share with you today is actually a really awesome, could be a really awesome tool for those, you know, post-meal after listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um could be a great tool for that. So yeah. Yes. Jill, do you want to share Absolutely. what that is? Um, so with that, our dessert um, segment or our takeaway resource tonight is another podcast um, by Virgie Tovar. So she is someone that Jose and I simply love. Um, she has written a wonderful book. She is a great activist and a leading speaker um, in kind of our realm. So of that that world where we are looking at haze and fat um, activism. So her podcast is called Rebel Eaters Club. Um, and I will read out her, I guess, podcast description. And if it resonates with you, I would recommend that you go over and subscribe. So it is, um, it is Rebel Eaters Club. And the description is, If you're one of the millions of people who are struggling to survive in a culture that's obsessed with weight loss, the way a rebel eater lives her life might sound like a revolution. In this world, pizza is not the enemy, and we love the bodies we have right now. Hosted by Virgie Tovar, a writer and activist, and one of the nation's leading speakers on weight-based discrimination and body image. And her episodes um, are, are in like a nice length, so it can be used as a great post-meal um, distraction because they're around, you know, a half hour, 40 minutes. So definitely check that out. Um, and we will post that on our Instagram as well. So we'll put the link and perhaps also link directly to the podcast so that you can listen over there. Absolutely. And one of the the really awesome things about Virgie Tovar is that she is someone who is at a higher weight. Um, her book, um, You Have the Right to Remain Fat, is really awesome. And, you know, that's that's the language that she use, uses, right, describes herself as fat. And mm-hmm. that is a big part of the fat activism um, movement, right, is reclaiming the word fat um, for folks who are at a higher weight and acknowledging that that is 
a descriptor, right? Not an insult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. And so I love that Virgie often speaks from her lived experience, right? And is really able to integrate that in the work that she does. Uh, I really admire her for that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. All right. So I think that ends off episode five, um, our, I think, third meal episode. So Jose, um, I will plug our Instagram one last time. So it is over at Join Our Table Podcast. Um, that is where you will receive a lot of the updates. So you can even turn on notifications there um, and you'll get very infrequent posts to say that, hey, uh, the weekly episode is now posted as well as a a source or I guess a post that will outline our grounding activity as well as the takeaway resource. Um, So that is over on our Instagram and wherever you are listening to us today, we would encourage you to like and subscribe. And we've also learned that if you download the episodes, that helps our visibility as well for other folks that are looking um, for eating disorder recovery resources. So if you can help us out and help spread the word, that would be greatly appreciated. Yes, please do all those things. <laughs> and yeah, and feel free to connect directly with us through our Instagram page if you had any comments or um, any questions or simply wanted to say hello. It's really, you know, we've mentioned this in one of our episodes, we have to kind of visualize our audience when we're doing this. And um, it's really cool when people say that they've listened, mm-hmm. right? And we can... Um, yeah, it's it's nice to know that there are actual humans listening to us and we're not just speaking into the void. So um, feel free to connect with us in that way. We'll be happy to, yeah, to say hello back. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you next time. Sounds great. See you next week, everyone. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.